Yes, I'm here, people. Solo Dolo is here for you, my people. Now, Brother Joe is not here today. Um, of course, love, welcome to Let's Be Real Sports. I am your host, Big Sherm. But of course, when you see me by myself, I am Solo Dolo. Um, really much, we're going get to get into it real quick. It's going to be a little quick show today, you know. So uh, hope all of you are safe and sound, hopefully, given all the craziness and madness that is going on here in the world today. But I hope you all are safe. I hope I can give you all a little escape a little bit, you know. So uh, let's get into it. Um, earlier this week, McCore Maker, 611 Center, declared himself, well, I shouldn't say declared himself, but put it, committed to Howard University. Now, this is very big it, 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 in the sense when you think about it, because there's never been a top 25 recruit ever to commit to a historically black college until McCord did it. Now, I, as you remember, last month in June, we did a story, we talked about Mikey Williams and how he said he would, he would love to like, or I was thinking about actually going out there and going to one of these historically black colleges himself. But as I have, as I wrote the story on um, LB, the LBR, LBRS blog, um, it was actually my core maker who first actually brought this to light, brought this as a thought of him doing this, you know, and for, and for me, I've always said, if you got the talent, if you got the skill, the cameras will come to wherever you are. The cameras will come no matter what. And, 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 and I can't say it enough. Talent and everything like that matters. And Marcor, from all the videos I've seen of him, he has hella talent at 6'11. He, he moves the ball like a point guard. He has a little jimmy. He's basically, he definitely can post up a little bit and everything like that. But what this means for historically black colleges is so big because it will start a trickle-down effect. It will just start a major, major, major trickle-down trickle down effect that can land more plays. And, and eventually we'll, get, we'll make Mikey Williams even jump to himself, jump into and really bring to fruition him going into, going into the historically black college scene. You know, McCurry Mar Mar is taking a very big step today and hopefully, and he has to do well too. Can't say this enough. He has to do well as well. He just can't be another run-in-the-mill guy going out there and, you know, just just going out there and just averaging, like, 16 points. He got to go out there and dominate. And if he can go out there and dominate as a top 20 prospect, who knows? And like I said, in, a, in three years' time, Mikey Williams, he could probably end up going to – he could end up going there and really, like, taking a program over – at Stokely Black College over the top. But it always starts with one, as I've always said. It starts with one person. One person to take that leap, one person to take that leap of faith and say, hey, why don't I do it? Nobody else is going to do it, you know? And like I said, there's many other avenues to go now, even. There's a G League where you get paid right away, but, you know, you get paid a little bit, but you everybody wants to, but most players 
who play college basketball, even college football, college football for that matter, want the big money. They want the millions of dollars. The hundreds of thousands of dollars is great. And I don't want to make it about money, but it's a, it's a business too at the end of the day as well. So you have to put that into consideration. So for Marcor, him taking this big leap of faith right now is huge. It's just huge. And I, and I hope, and I hope he can captivate and bring that type of attention to the historically black colleges, get them more reps, put more money into their historically black colleges so we can see it fluctuate and flourish more and more and more. I mean, Division One name will always be there. They'll always be there. You got the NCAA tournament. Everybody collides March Madness and everything like that. But just the profile of a guy in the top 20 in his, in his history, the first time a top 20 player in this history would go to a historically black college, that, 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 that I thought I'd never see the day, to tell you the truth. I never thought I would see the day. But here we are today, on the backdrop of everything that's going on in the world today, racially what's going on. I mean, hey, why not? Why not go for it? Why not take the shot at it and see what you can do? Can you elevate a program to new heights? And of course, they'll, of course again, there'll be a trickle-down effect for more players. And eventually what you want to see is top five recruits making that commitment to a historically black college. And then, like I said, you'll get the cameras in there without a shadow of a doubt. The cameras will come where the talent goes. It will always be, it will always be that way. So you might be seeing Matt Howard grambling. You never know. I think I was reading the other day in one of the social media social media outlets that um there was a player from uh, Cincinnati. He's transferring out to a historically black college in football. Like the avenues are being opened, the walls are being broken down now for the black athletes to to give the put back into the story back college because they were going there beforehand. You know, they were go they were go the, the black black like black players and athletes were going to a historically black college before before in the fifties and the sixties doing those, doing that type of thing. But the money and stuff, the networking, all that stuff, the glitz and glamour of the NCAA. You know, that overshadowed that and they say, hey, why don't I just go to the big program, big notoriety, TV deals, all that stuff. You can market, you can brand these guys, you know? So why can't we just bring it, why can't we just bring it back to the story of black college? Why can't we brand Grambling, Howard, and all these colleges, brand them and build them up and keep and put them on the equal ground? It'd be a great thing to do, an absolutely great thing to do. And who knows? McCurry might even start his own Fab Five down there, <laughs> believe it or not. I mean, if he if he's the first to make the lead, I'm pretty sure, I'm sure, I don't know this, I don't know McCurry or anything like that, but I'm pretty sure he's making a few other calls to other players to say, hey, man, what you think about it? Now, some players are going to say, hey, now you know what, I'm good at Duke, I'm, do, I'm good at North Carolina, I'm good at Michigan State, you know, I'm good at Ohio State, Wisconsin, Florida. And that's fine. You know, the TV, like ESPN is always going to be there. Fox Sports is always going to be there. That's their ground. But for, for something new, something fresh. Everybody likes something new and something fresh. Everybody wants to see what it's about. You can bring a big time buzz. Listen, the Fab Five did it. 
and Michigan. See Webb, Jawan Howard, they they came together as a collective and started that whole thing in Michigan. You know? So why can't McCurr do it? And I'm pretty sure, and again, I'm pretty sure he's 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 had it. I mean, if they're in AAU, you know talks going around. You know everybody, you know, is asking questions about, you know, what, what do you think about this? What do you think about that? So it's going around. Everybody's trying to feel the temperature right now, you know? And I and I feel as if if our Kirk can do this, if he if if he's the true pioneer, he can get at least one other guy to make that leap. At least one other guy to make that leap. Now, it is said he doesn't have to. I mean, if he's a top, top pick, he may not have to do it. Does that caveat too? If he's top 10, and whatever the case may be, he may not have to even go through all that. He might, it might just be a one and done situation. And, I, and listen, that's another thing. Everybody got to know, no matter if it's the Power Five conferences, HBCUs, these guys, who, who, who agents, who, who scouts, and all those type of people, if they see and they believe that McCurr is a no, I can't miss prospect, he's one and done. Everybody has to un- come to grips with that. It's not like in the old school where you can sit there and you'd be like, listen, I can have this guy for two to three to four years and build off him and really build a program. I mean, that'd be great too. That would like send it into the stratosphere, but for this in this time, you gotta you got you gotta find simple like creative ways to build your brand for just for that one year, just for that one year. I mean, look at Zion. Zion came to do that thing. That thing exploded like wildfire, and everybody was zeroed in watching Duke basketball when Zion left. As you see the season starting or whatever the case may be, ain't nobody really was talking about Duke. Ain't nobody really was talking about Duke after that, after Zion left. You know? So again, the player matters. If star power is if the star power is there, if the talent is there, they're gonna make it happen. And I hope, and I hope there's another one before the this before this window closes that another player will step out there and say, hey, let me give this school a chance. Hopefully he's in the top 10, maybe, top 15, maybe. But I hope and pray that there's a chance for somebody to come out there and take that next step with him. And they can build off of that and build off of that. Hopefully. Who knows? It'll be a beautiful thing to see. Now, moving on to our next topic and final topic. It's something that we, we were talking about last week and when we came off the show with Cam Newton. Apparently, Cam Newton is now in the New England, New England Patriots. Yes. Superman is in the building in one Patriot place. He signed a one-year deal worth about $70 million. You know, modest. And again, people are saying, like Richard Sherman was saying, oh my God, how can he be, how can he be worth only $7 million? Listen, and I know a lot of people are going to go out there with Flacco and all that stuff like that. That's fine. But he's a, a former MVP with two shoulder, shoulder surgeries. That's not good. You have to take the, you have to know what you're getting yourself into. And plus, they haven't taken a physical with this man yet. He's still, they're, go, they're going off of Cam Newton being 
due to his word that he is good, he's ready to go. His list Frank is done with. He's he's healthy. But I think for the Patriots, I think this was a like a I mean, first of all, they could have done this after the draft, right? After the draft was over. They could have been signed camp. But for whatever reason, they didn't. But I think everybody figured and knew he was going to sign with the Patriots eventually. Like I said, ain't nobody afraid of no goddamn Jared, Jared Stidham. Ain't nobody afraid of no goddamn Jared Stidham. I'm, I'm very sure he's done great in practice. He's done all the things he can do. And, and his teammates believe in him. But when you have Cam Newton there, our proven commodity who has led his team to a Super Bowl, you cannot pass up on that chance. And I, like I said, the Buffalo Bills right now are to me still are still is still the team to beat. But their defense added Stephon Diggs to that to that mix, and their defense is so stout and ready to go for the season if if it ever takes off anyway. That they'll be ready to go. Now, will the can the Patriots challenge for the division? Absolutely, absolutely. Because like I said before, the Jets with Norman Bates over there with the coach Norman Bates, Adam Gates, aka over there, and Jamal Adams don't want to be there no more. He can almost eliminate the Jets altogether. And then the Miami Dolphins, they have Tua. I think they should. I agree with some pundit that say they should redshirt him because you don't know about his hip. He had the same injury that Bo Jackson had. All those years back, and you know, and you just want to make sure he's all right that you put an investment in this guy who has so much potential. And just like Cam, the Patriots are put it's a it's a low risk, high reward situation as they always do. You know, and the Patriots are known, you know, to to give guys who are, who feel like the teams have given given up on or give them their last chance at at it, like Corey Dillon. He was injured. He was an injury-prone guy, and stuff like that. And the Cincinnati Bengals said, "Hey, we got Rudy Johnson. That was the year in two thousand four. They got Rudy Johnson. He was tearing up the league. So, hey, they traded Corey Dillon to the Patriots. And so said Corey Dillon became the perfect Patriot. The Patriots won the Super Bowl versus the Eagles. It was a done deal. So for Cam, they're figuring, hey, if you can win the AFC East." Which now shouldn't be that hard to win. You already got to face Gary. Got you really only got to beat one team. One team you got to beat. If we can, if we can get that going, hey, you never know. And for those who keep saying that the Patriots had this top ten defense in the league, let me let me refresh your memory. When they played the Dolphins and all these sucky teams last year, yeah, they were historic because these teams were these teams were friggin' bad. But when they faced the when they faced the Ravens. And the Jack Show and got the asses torch. Ain't nobody was saying shit then. When Showtime Pat Mahomes came down in there and beat them down, nobody was. It wasn't a top defense then either. So stop saying, oh, they were a top. Yeah, by numbers. But when you actually looked at the play, they wasn't really doing much. They were beating up on, on these sorry teams. Just like the Cowboys were beating up on sorry teams when they said Dak Prescott was doing all these great numbers and everything like that. Dak was doing it against these sorry teams. When it was prime time and was re- and you had to put the game on the line, he was, it wasn't getting it done. So now you, you're going to ask Cam Newton, and I think Bill Belichick is smart enough to know Cam Newton cannot be sitting there running around all day. The offensive line will be his would be the best offensive line he had to date because Carolina sabotaged him 
all his years in Carolina. They built the defense up, but the offensive line, he was sabotaged. Every year in the draft, we would think, okay, this is the year Cam's going to get an offensive lineman. Now we're going to see what's really about. And it never came to pass. So I'm pretty sure you're going to see a lot of RPOs now for Cam. Because, you know, because Bill's going to adapt to it. Bill's one of, it's a smart, it's probably the smartest coach in the NFL. He is the smartest coach in the NFL. Let me give his just due. Smartest coach in the NFL. He's going to make do, he's going to make his adjustments. And it's going to be a very run heavy type of deal. Because Cam Newton is not an accurate passer. You win, you win in the league being an accurate passer in the league. You had Pat Mahomes, accurate as hell. Lamar Jackson, not as accurate, but he, uh, he's, I mean, he led the league in touchdowns. So that has, has to account for something. So you're, what you're going to ask Cam to do, you're going to ask Cam to run the ball on third down, make those third down passes, five yards, set five to seven yards. That's what you're going to ask him. And hey, you got a defense you can roll with, and you and we'll see what happens from there. I think this can work for Cam because, like I said, if the Patriots do not like him, if he feels like he does not have the IQ, they're going to cut him. They only call it's only going to cost him seven point five million dollars, so it's not really a, a, a high like, oh my god, we can't cut this guy, we got to keep him. But I think I. To me, let me tell you something right now, what I think about it. I've said f- from the get-go, and I've, you've heard me do, say it on the, uh, on, the, on, the, uh, on the blog, I thought Cam is done. I really thought, I really think Cam is done. Because when you have two surgery, it's perfecting a throwing shoulder, and that's, not, that's never good. Liz Frank injury with your legs. Can you run? Can you still run? Can you still get up there? Can you run? It, it's it's going to be a little rough. But if anybody can fix him, it's Bill. Bill Belichick. And he can fix him. And then, of course, with the playoff expansion now, listen, all you got to do is get in. All you got to do is get in. Of course, you want to win your division. The AFC East is a winnable division by, every, by any stretch of the imagination. So I wouldn't think, uh, nonetheless, that they can get in. But they'll... To me, they'll get in as a wild card. And then, hey, listen, hopefully, if there's a ball on the floor, Cam will actually go out there and go get it this time. I'm not letting Cam off the hook for leaving that ball on the on the ground during the Super Bowl, during the most important point of the game. And a lot of people get on him for that. And he and he has to make it so that way because this is the Super Bowl. This is the biggest game of the year. You gotta catch. You gotta get that ball, baby. If you get hurt, you get hurt. I understand. I understand you getting hurt. You get that more more than anything. But it's the Super Bowl, baby. What happens now? That happens now. Bill Belichick gonna look at you he's like, man, you could have got the ball. He ain't gonna say it like that. He's gonna say it with a stare. He's gonna talk through a stare, like Cam. Come on, Cam. You couldn't get the ball, Cam. That's what he's gonna do. So I hope and pray for Cam's sake that he can get out there, show what he can do, fall out, and get back to getting to that $20 million, $25 million, probably $30 million range of a, of a new contract, a five-year deal, something like that, if he can fall out. Hopefully he, he can. Hopefully he can. But um, I, I, to me personally, 
two two surgeries. Hmm. Gonna be a little bit rough, but I'm praying for you, Cam. I'm praying for you. And with that, that is it. The soul, the solo dolo minute is now over. I'd like to thank everyone for tuning in. Please check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Spotify. I'm begging like Keith Sweat. Go to the YouTube channel. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. I'm gonna keep begging like Keith Sweat until I get like a hundred people subscribe or 200 people, 300 people. I'm going to keep begging. But please help a brother out. Help us out here at the GSN Network and let's be real sports. And with that, I'm out. Have a good weekend. Have a good week and be safe. Peace.